Hello and welcome to the Chopses and Popses show, the show that's listed under society and culture because there's no category for mouth diarrhea. I'm Chopses, that's Popses, and we're here because we have no idea where the exit is. Popses, why don't you get us started? Well, thank you very much for handing off all the responsibility to me. We chose to uh, start this podcast talking about our dogs, because the logo for this podcast is one of our dog's eyes. Chopses, why don't you explain to everybody about our dogs? Well, we have two dogs. One of them is an American foxhound named Junior, and the other is a Karen, uh, Jack Cairn Terrier named Lottie. I really should have picked up a drink. Hold on, you carry this. I'm going to go get a drink. Oh, thank you very much. Well, yes. Well, yes. Uh, Lottie, uh, Lottie came to us off the side of the road in the wrong side of town. A friend of mine found her there, realized that she shouldn't be in that part of town. Uh, and brought her back to the office. Uh, she went around for a couple of days between different people, and then we adopted her. We've had her for about two years now. Her full name is Lottery Mayhem. Sausage of Chaos. Lottery Mayhem, Sausage of Chaos. Yes, thank you from the cheap seats. <laughs> I'm back. Um, uh, lottery, because she won the lottery when she was found. Mayhem. Because she's mayhem. Because she's mayhem. And we call her the Sausage of Chaos because she's a very long dog. She looks like a, a sized-up dachshund. Yes. Uh, no, uh, yeah, uh, dead air is not a good thing in podcasts. I'm just going to edit it out anyway. Are you going to edit that bit out? <laughs> Cut! No. Anyway, uh, Junior, we got from the pound. He is now, I believe, 13 years old. And he acts very much like an old man. Yeah. Sometimes. The vet said he wouldn't even make 10. True. True. But they've been consistently wrong about Lottie and Junior because one vet said that Lottie would walk with a limp for the rest of her life and she can clear 30 feet in 10 seconds. <laughs> she is like a missile when she gets going. Yeah. When she gets the zoomies in the backyard, good lord. Yeah. Get out of the way. You remember that swing that you built for her that had the chew toy on it and how she would just go back and forth? Did and she ever actually use that? Now? Yeah, she did. <laughs> Good, excellent, it did work. I, I remember just sitting in the living room one day and seeing her and seeing her go at it and I was like, what's she doing? Mm-hmm. And then she just went, Wee <laughs> So I was thinking that the I was first dog to fly. <laughs> dog in space. Dogs in space. Anyway, um I was thinking that our dogs really like the weekends at our house because we cook interesting food on the weekends, starting from Friday, going through Sunday. And because dogs are mostly about smell, it must be like living in an opera <laughs> for them for like three days. Mm. Mm. Yeah, unless mm. it's a podcast, you can't nod on a I, podcast. I know, that's why I'm saying hmm, too. Oh, good. Well, yes, yes, she was nodding, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. No. Do you think the point, do you think we could train Lottie to rock climb? I don't know. No. Well, I don't know. She could probably get the first two or three holds. Yeah. She's, I, she's yeah. about as tall as a toddler when she's standing on her back legs. Mm, true. And but she is old enough. Yeah. But she just doesn't have the opposable thumbs, you know? She's got a lot of grip. She's got the claws. Yeah. I think she'd have an unfair advantage, to be honest with you. Probably. I mean, she could get a hold of foot chips. With little claws. Yeah. It might do good for, like, keeping the claws blunt. I mean, scraping them up and down mm. that climbing wall. Yeah. The the the, uh, the climbing that we're talking about is the Beaches Rock Gym here in uh, Atlantic Beach, Florida. 
which is small but fantastic. They have three autoboy walls and how many bouldering walls? Uh, panels is like... Uh, let's see, one, two, three, let's see, there's the thing, the slab, the three, the four, the five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Where did you get ten from? The three baby walls. Oh, fair enough. Okay. And they have the only kilter board in Florida. We are lucky enough to live down the street from the only kilter board in Florida. Kilter board's a killer. I, like, no. It's not, kilter board is not for old people. Well, apart from that one lady that's there that keeps climbing as fast as Colin. Mm. But Colin is one of the best climbers. That we know. Well, no, best climbers at the gym. At the gym. And he's, how old is he? I think he's actually younger than me. Really? Yeah. So what's your excuse? Shut up! I started late! <laughs> and he goes he goes to the gym all the time. So you, I have an excuse because I don't go to the gym all the time. Mm -hmm. I have band practice. And I'm also lazy. I'm going to try this week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tune in next week to find out how beat up we are after spending a week climbing every day. You know we're gonna have to keep we know we're gonna actually have to keep that promise, right? We're gonna have to do an update at the end of the week. Yeah. Yes. Listen to an old man complain about <laughs> joints. Wow, what an exciting podcast that will be. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, where are we dogs? Dogs. Oh yes, dogs living in an opera. During the, during the weekend. <laughs> do you think they could reenact Phantom of the Opera? Well, yeah, but how would you do that in smell? <laughs> I don't know. What does Phantom of the Opera smell like to um, a dog? Um, I don't know. Have you ever even watched Phantom of the Opera? No. Have you got any idea what it's about? <laughs> no. No. Well, it's about a phantom. <laughs> yeah, I got that much. At the opera. I got that yes. much. Yes, there you go. There's always the... Um, Oh, the Bugs Bunny cartoon. You've seen that one? The Bugs Bunny cartoon with the opera? The opera one? No. Really? No. That's a classic. You've got to look that one up. Bugs Bunny wandering around. Um, I forget. It's actually based on a genuine opera, and it's one of the Wagnerian ones, I guess. Lots of Vikings. But Bugs Bunny wandering around in a horned helmet with blonde pigtails hanging out. I think I've seen part of that, actually. Yes. Yes. I think it was while I was in the hospital. Oh, really? Yeah. They, there was this weird cartoon network thing. Going to Beth on the podcast, keep the close to the mic. <laughs> there, this weird, there was this weird cartoon network, but not quite cartoon network, car, uh, network that, or TV channel that I was watching, and I think it was playing Bugs Bunny. Because hmm. it was playing Elmer Fudd and um, all that, and then it, there was the pit bull and the cat and stuff. Oh, Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Tom and Jerry's a cat and a mouse. The, the, the bulldog shows up occasionally. Yeah, I was, while I was in the hospital, I was watching, um, I was watching the one where they created a peace treaty that got broken over steak. What? Basically, the concept of it is that, um, Be ben, and, ben and Jerry? Ben and Jerry, no. No, no that's ice cream. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Tom as in Tom Cat. 
Oh. Tomcat and Jerry Mouse. I never, oh. met him. I never met a mouse called Jerry. In fact, I've never asked any of the names of any of the mice I've ever met. Well, but anyway. Tom and Jerry. Yes. And the Bulldog. Started an ice cream company. No. Called. No. No. Okay. But Tom and Jerry and the Bulldog were fighting a lot. And then yes. they started, they got sick of fighting and they mm. started a peace treaty. And they mm. were doing everything right. Mm. Annoyingly so. And then a steak fell off of a butcher shop oh, van, right. and they started arguing over who would have the most steak. Oh, I see, because they were trying to divide it. I've seen that one, and it's like it's drawing lines, and then one rubs it out and like draws another one. Doesn't Jerry at some point like jump up and like just steal the whole, whole thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. You didn't watch it all? No. Okay. No, you I, should was, I was more concerned with getting over the dehydration that I was in the hospital for. Oh, that was that time. Okay. Well, now you know you need to sit down and watch a few Tom and Jerry's of classics. Mm-hmm. And also watch um, Wile E. Coyote. I've seen Wile E. Coyote. Um, what, trying to catch the roadrunner? Yes. With the acne things, all his inventions? Yes. Yeah. Yes, please speak close to the microphone. Well, Small yeses don't work for the listening public. Yeah, well, there's also... For some reason, <laughs> please burp closer to the microphone. I tried to, but it was small. <laughs> it was a, it was a comma in the burp world. <coughs> That's Try that, that next time. Yeah, that was cheating though. That wasn't a real one. <coughs> that was not a real one though. You forced it. <coughs> Still not real. Well, this is exactly where we thought we'd end up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, oh, the dogs. Yes. The dogs. Somehow we got into a burping contest from yeah. the dogs. The dogs. What to say about what did we, what did we say? Oh, yes. Um, you think Junior's the next fighting dog? Mm. With the scars and everything? Yeah. Mm. He, uh, yeah. And the way he reacts to other dogs. He gets very excited when he sees other dogs. He likes to fight. And we've only ever met one other dog. That had the same mentality, play fighting, like hyper play fighting. God bless him. Her, no, him is Junior. Her was the other dog. There you go. Mm. You remember that one time when those two huskies ganged up on Lottie and Junior went ape? Was that at the dog park? The one with all the pines. Uh, the Rose Park dog park. Oh, was that then? Yeah. Oh, okay, I don't remember that. Remember, Lottie. Got into it with two huskies, then there was the one asshole who had... Oh, fun, first curse word, okay. There was the one um, asshole who had a dog... The one beep! The one beep that had um, that had a bulldog that was on a leash or a collar, and they were... Well, yeah, but if they're in the dog park, they don't need to be on a leash. But they need to have a collar. Oh, they didn't even have a collar? Nope. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So, uh, yes... What, what, I, I, I forgot my point. I'm going to talk about dogs. I'm okay. Very professional. <coughs> <coughs> and welcome to NPR. <laughs> okay, I think I'm good. Right. Um, the dogs. Yes, Junior likes to get into trouble. Lottie likes to cause trouble. Lottie is very much a little sister that runs around poking at people and then runs back to a big brother. And Junior's stupid enough to fall for it every single time. <laughs> well, I don't know whether he's stupid enough or not, but I think 
he likes the challenge and Lottie knows how to create that challenge. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, you have to say more than hmm. 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 Both of us, you did the intro, you got to do most of the talking, I'm sorry. You're doing most of the talking. We've been sitting here for 12 minutes and you've been doing most of the talking. Because you haven't said anything. I can't think of anything to say. Why did you want to do a podcast? Because I like talking. What? (laughs) I like talking, but I can never think of anything to say. So what do you talk about when you... What? I talk to myself about weird shit. Well, all right then. And? What? I don't know. Well, we're talking about a dog. Uh, Lottie likes to fart in people's faces. Does she know she's doing that? I don't know that the aim is intentional. <laughs> well, I mean, one day she literally got up on the sofa, turned around, and laid down, and then farted in my face. Yeah, but so. I don't think that was intentional. I don't think she likes to fart in your face. And she just farts. <laughs> and obviously, as Junior gets older, his farts are getting louder, and he's starting to scare himself. Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly what I was just about to say. <laughs> <coughs> Incontinent yet, but I'm sure he's getting there. Yeah. Did you know that there's act that incontinence is actually fairly common in ferrets? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now you did find something to talk about. Incontinence in ferrets. Well done. Congratulations. Well, I mean, I could talk about how sea cucumbers can eject their intestines and wonder about what happens to the species of fish that lives inside those intestines when said intestines are ejected. Well, there's a species of fish that lives in sea cucumbers' rectums, and they and sea cucumbers can eject their intestines through their rectum. So, what happens to the fish that lives in its rectum? Wait, 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 wait rewind. So, there's fish that live inside of sea cucumbers. Like, okay. And then when the sea cucumber ejects its intestines, what happens to the fish? Well, they swim out, I guess. I mean. It's not exactly um, like an. There's not exactly an advanced warning system. Well, true. true. They must, well, they must be small. The sea cucumber just kind of goes splurt. Well, they must be small though. The fish must have got to be small. Oh well, yeah, but they could get killed then. Well, obviously not. They live there. I mean. <laughs> you better be very glad that I did not just take a sip because I would have um, snorted it out of my nose. Uh, it's your like your laptop. You snort whatever you want over it. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, no, but like. No, okay, so the sea cucumber ejects its intestines out of its rectum. So they must be small fish. To begin with, they must be small fish. Yeah, sea cucumbers are only about this big. <clears throat> that doesn't work very well on the, on the podcast. Well done. Hand measurements <laughs> do not work well on our podcast. Would you like to put that into a uh, sound? Um, like maybe, maybe about a foot. There we go. Good for you. And how far, How what kind of diameter would you say? How wide would you say they are? Um, maybe about the size of a soda can. Yeah. Either wide. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, uh, questions I've never asked. Uh, this on the list of questions I've never asked before. How big would you estimate that the sea cucumber's rectum is? Maybe about the size of a dime. Okay, so you've got like let's estimate that the intestines of a sea cucumber fill most of it, right? Mm. So it's going to be like a balloon hmm. coming out of a hole through the side of it. So all the fish that are living in there have got to be smaller than a dime. Hmm. And now, is it like one fish that lives in there, or is it a lot of fish? I'm not sure. All I know is that there's a species of fish that lives in a sea cucumber's asshole. Hmm. Hmm. They've got to be, so they've got to be smaller than a dime. 
So when when the when the intestine comes out, <coughs> obviously they get flushed out with it. Sure. So now wait, okay, hold on a minute. So the the intestine thing is that a regular thing or is that just like an it's, emergency? It's thing? an emergency thing. Like when there's uh, well, there's some debate on this because it's it's debated whether or not it's a reaction to predators or a reaction to prey. So if it was a reaction to prey, it could technically be a regular thing. Mm -hmm. But if it was a reaction to predators, it would be an emergency thing. So does anybody know how sea cucumbers actually feed? No. Really? I don't really know. No, no, no research. No. Okay. Next podcast is going to be about sea cucumber feeding habits. <laughs> I bet you can't wait. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Oh, well, it's a question that needs to be answered because it's like, how do these fish survive in a rectum? Like, is it, I mean, do they, like, is it an occasional emergency flushing and they can never get back in? Or are they used to it? And, you know, they know how to swim back in, you know. Mm. And what are they doing in that? I mean, you work out whether it's a reaction to predators or a feeding thing. So you'd have an idea about how the fish deal with it and whether they're kind of just used to it. It's like remoras on sharks. Hmm. They just attach to the shark and then grab the bits of, of the meal and then attach back on. So, I mean, so they're used to it, you know what I mean? It's a regular part of their daily life. Is being, it, again, <laughs> questions I've never asked before, is being ejected from a sea cucumber's rectum a regular part of these fish's life or is it something that they only get to see once in their lifetime? Exactly. See, if you're going to bring up questions about fish up sea cucumber buttholes, research it, please, first. Well, one one of my friends told me something that's very that has some has some relation to this that I'd quite like to share with all the viewers at home. <laughs> well done. Carry on. All of the listeners at home, okay? They might be in the cars. How do you know they're at home? All of the jogging. listeners. All right, all of the people listening right now. All of the people listening right now. Right, right. Anyway, back to it. Mm. The human anus can expand <laughs> to a diameter of eight inches. Which is big enough to get a sea cucumber in there, right? Yeah. Oh, you did tell me this, Carol. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and a raccoon only needs about four and a half inches to nest. So... Theoretically, a raccoon could nest in your rear end. Hmm. That is the um, ultimate form of becoming a furry. That's 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 just nasty. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think you stepped over a line there. Anyway, getting back to um, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, society and culture. Yes, we we do. Well, we've certainly got the culture part down. Yes, and we just go. Yeah, but what's what kind of society do the do, do the fish in the sea cucumber have? I mean, is again this goes back to is like being ejected a regular daily thing, or is it just once in a lifetime? I mean, do they have a society? I'm gonna Google this. Oh. How okay. often often do sea cucumbers eject their intestines? Eject their intestines. intestines. There you go. See, somebody's asked that before. You know, you see cucumbers vomit their intestines. Yeah, uh, uh, they do it as a means of self-defense. 
Their objective gods are meant to tangle up and frighten predators. Okay, well now look about like look up about the fish living in the in, in the sea cucumbers. Anyways. Good grief. Just a just cucumber. The ads you get from Google are gonna change extremely in a minute. Pearlfish are slender, eel-shaped fish that often live inside various invertebrates. Hold on, is this still recording? Yes. yes. That often live in Inside various invertebrates, including sea cucumbers. Because a sea cucumber breathes by taking water through its anus, a pearlfish can wait for the cucumber to open for a breath and swim in. And then what do they do? Um. What happens next? I mean, why, why are they going in there? Um, the relationship between pearlfish and sea cucumbers. This is from Ocean Finder Blue, by the way. Scroll down. Um, down. The relationship between pearlfish and sea cucumbers is beneficial to the pearlfish, providing shelter for this slender, scaleless, and often translucent fish. The re- relationship may be... It needs be... to be louder if you're going to do that on the podcast. The, re- <laughs> the burp again? Yes. The relationship may be commensal, which is in which no harm Come is on. done to the host sea cucumber, but in some... The species... You're missing out a really good thing to say out loud here. Oh, Wow! But in some species, the pearlfish can function as a parasite, causing harm to its host by eating its gonads and other internal organs. Mm. Pearlfish are most common in tropical, shallow water sea cucumbers, but they have been found in hosts in depths of up to 2,000 meters. There may just be one pearlfish to a sea cucumber, okay. but some sea cucumbers may shelter five or more for pearlfish. There you go. So, right. So what's society like for pearlfish living right. in a sea cucumber's anus? And also, are we going to address the fact that a sea cucumber, if it were intelligent, would in fact talk through its anus? You know, I was, yeah, you need to maybe go back, because that's what I was getting to. It's like the anus of a pearlfish is sounding, uh, anus of a sea cucumber, it's starting to sound more and more like its mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, how, how are they defining this? Go, like, click back a second, because this is confusing. No, like, go back through your... Right, uh, taking in water through its anus. Yes, welcome to the anus podcast. Uh, so where's a sea cucumber's mouth then? What, I mean, like, there's a lot going on at the back end. I mean, what's up at the front? Are they, is anything happening at the front? Sea cucumbers are scavengers that feed on small food items in the benthic zone on the seafloor. Yes. As well as playing yada yada yada. They eat with tube feet that surround their mouths. Oh, they kind of like pick it up and like, so they're like um, starfish. Huh. They kind of pick it up and like, like, like transport it to the mouth. Hmm. Okay, okay. But they still breathe through the bottle. Yeah. Hmm. What an interesting way to live. Yeah. So this is actually very apt for our very first recording, considering the intro to the podcast is, it's marketed as... Society and culture, culture, because there's no um, section for mouth diarrhea. Yes, yes. And so far we've discussed, I don't know, the society and culture of the species of fish that lives in the sea cucumber's anus. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. It's still it's still relevant. Thank you for thank you for staying with us. Um, I guess, I, apparently the dogs aren't very interesting. Apparently sea cucumber's anus is much more interesting than our dogs. Um, I don't have anything more to add. Yeah, neither do I. Alright then. Thank you for making it this far. Well done. Thank you for listening. This has been the Chopses and Popses show. I've been Chopses. This has been my sidekick, Popses. Popses, say say goodbye. Goodbye, Popses. I didn't say say goodbye, Popses. I know, Popses. I, I know. Popses, say goodbye. But it's an old joke and I couldn't stop myself. <laughs>
I'm going to go spend an hour editing this and then put it on the internet. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.